This week's episode is written by Regine Valenzuela and narrated by CJ Valiano. Episode art by Gliza Sue Villanosa. What if being human is a curse? What if we become extinct? And as a result, supernatural beings prosper and invaded the earth. What if fairies, vampires, witches, and werewolves are true? Let's delve into the magical world. This is Being Human. Once upon a time, the human race became extinct. This is after the COVID-19 ravaged the land and killed millions of people on its way. After this pandemic, another pandemic ensued. The worst kind of swine flu materialized, this time having an animal-to-human transmission. Three years after that, World War III happened. Nukes were bigger and more powerful than the ones during World War II. Billions of people suffered. Three-fourths of the Earth vanished after the Chinese hydropowered nuke turned everything and everyone into nothingness. Now, there are only a thousand humans left, and one of those is my family. parents survived the wipeout because they were able to find a safe zone on time. A safe zone is a place protected by the magic of witches and wizards. Inside a cave are all types of supernatural beings. They are vampires, werewolves, fairies, and even the yetis. My mom was pregnant with me at the time I was feeling so uncomfortable being surrounded by these creatures. She was afraid that they might hurt me, but her fears were alleviated when she went on labor and was assisted by a witch. I was born a day the world ended, so they named me Armageddon. I grew up surrounded by the supernaturals. That's what I called them. They're just like humans, in the sense that they have feelings and principles in life. And just like us, there are good ones and a lot of bad ones too. I made friends with witches and werewolves. They're both fun. I enjoyed watching the witches cast spells and dance during the full moon and loved riding on the back of werewolves who didn't mind me hitching a ride. Vampires are a different case. They just keep to themselves and usually stay far away from warm blood. My friend Cheska, a witch, explained that our blood is too aromatic for them to refuse a bite so they just avoid being near us. As cold as they are, vampires are actually caring in nature. They make sure that everyone is safe from their appetite for blood, so it's never surprising that they chose to leave outside of the safe zone. There they can hunt and avoid killing anyone of the warm bloods accidentally. I stay away from fairies for they are so mischievous. One time, I saw them playing on the river. They're flying around and splashing water to each other. This scene enticed me to come closer because I want to take part in the fun that they're having. When they saw me, 
they all stop and look at each other. One of them, the pink one with long blonde hair and golden eyes, told me to get closer to them and not be shy. As naive as I was, I did. I closed the distance and just before I can touch her wee little hands, the other fairies sprinkled me with fairy dust which made my eyes water and my nose sneeze. They're laughing as they leave me there in my plight. It's a good thing that Cheska saw me and brought me to her mom. They gave me a pungent, bitter potion which helped with the watery eyes and sneezing, but they could do something about the bloating. My face got bloated and turned green. I look like the Shrek. They said it will just subside in a few days and subside it did. After the incident, I never looked at a fairy again. They might be very pretty and alluring, but they're unpredictable and I don't like it. Unpredictability is something that is constant in the magical world. A witch or a wizard can be born with abilities that are different from their parents. Sometimes they will even surpass what their parents have. As for the wolves, they might be born with a different role than their parents. Just like my wolf friend Johan. His father is a beta, but he turned out to be an alpha and now at the age of 15, he commands his own pack. As for me, at the age of 15, I'm still human. No special role or abilities that I need to practice or enforce. Looking at the supernaturals makes me feel so useless. Sometimes I ask God why am I still alive if I don't have something to contribute to this world. I don't have magic or unusual strength. This thinking made me beg for one of the vampires to turn me into one of them. But the head vampire Angus refused. He said that he doesn't want to break the treaty and to my dismay, he delivered me back to my parents. This is when I thought that being human is a curse. We are pitiable, useless creatures who only think of ourselves. We bring destruction to the earth for profit and to show our power. These are my lamentations to my parents and friends. Of course, my parents never tolerated this behavior and grounded me. They just never knew that my friends Cheska and Johan would help me sneak out at night so that we can stare at the stars during moonless nights. On one of these nights, we sat down in the middle of the field watching the stars. Cheska brought a violin and played a mellow song that makes me want to cry. Cheska stopped playing and stood up, but did the same. Smells like something's burning, Yoan added. I am on a high alert now. We are on high alert. From a distance, we saw a fire, 
first it's just one small fire like a bonfire. Then another one lit up. This time bigger. A loud boom erupted which made us jump. It's the camp, I shouted. Johan transformed into a wolf and we got up on his back. We held on as he ran the distance. My hands were shaking as I held onto his fur. I can feel Cheska's ragged breath at my back as she holds on to my waist tighter. Johan howled as he tries to communicate with his pack. Moments later, seven wolves emerged from the tree line and flanked us. When we reach the camp, everything is in chaos. Houses are burning and there are killings everywhere. I was startled when Cheska screamed and get off Yoan's back, running towards the direction of their house. We followed suit and stopped when a man in black emerged from the burning home with a bloody hatchet on his right hand. He wears a mask so we can see his face, but I can say that his eyes are now trained on Cheska, who stopped a few feet away from him. Cheska, come back here! I shouted. The wolves slowly walked towards me. Just come back here, but don't turn your back from him! I shouted again. Before we can even reach her, the men whistled. It seems like everything stopped. Then I heard wolves cry and feel myself being yanked off Yohan's back by a strong arm. No! I cried out as I struggled to gain my footing. I fight off the person holding me, but since he's stronger and bigger, all my efforts seem futile. I saw Yohan fighting off four armed humans, while Cheska's holding the other man off the dare. A silhouette of a man caught my attention. It's funny how he resembled my dad in stature. He just looks around and then his eyes lingered on me. I readied myself for any attack when he approached the man holding me. I'll take it from here, he said. I froze and felt like the cold water just dumped on me as I recognized the voice. That? I hesitantly asked. He looked at me and remove his mask. I am looking at my father's haggard face. How can he do this? It was the supernaturals who helped us and gave us home for 15 years. I can't see the point of biting the hands of the people who feed us. I'm sorry son, but this should be done. There can't be any other species here in this world. It should only be us, humans. I refuse to believe that it's him who's talking. Where's mom? For sure she will never have allowed this to happen. I shouted. He just shook his head and replied, We're all in this together, Armageddon. Me? your mom, and now you. This is the essence of being human. We are superior to any beings. I can feel my mouth shouting obscenities but can't hear my voice. 
The chaos is too much for me. I can see friends, neighbors, and supernaturals I know being murdered for nothing. Is this the essence of being human? If it is, then I don't want to be one. We always just seek our destruction, bringing with us innocent people and other beings. I want this to just be over. I want this to just be a dream. I felt like running an air as I ran towards Chesk and Johan, who's now back to back fighting off the humans. I don't know how it did it, but I broke free from the man's grip, and in hindsight, I can hear my father's voice calling out my name, but I didn't give a heed. I just need to be with my friends. This moment sealed my decision. I'd rather be a supernatural than a human. I just reached the two of them when gunfire rang into the night. Then, one by one, supernaturals went down. I heard myself scream when I saw my friends collapse to the earth bleeding. I cried as I hold on to Cheska's hand and Yoan's fur, begging for them not to die on me. Then I wished again that this is just a dream, a nightmare that will be gone once I wake up. Tears streaming down my eyes as I curse the fact that I am just human. No powers to restore what has been damaged. That I'm just a human who made the destruction happen. A soft laugh got my attention. It's a mocking sound amid the chaos. I looked up and saw the fairies flying on the tree line. It's as if they're enjoying the scene. Fairies and their idea of fun, I thought. Then I saw her. The same fairy I saw in the river. Pink with the golden blonde hair waving her hands on me. I just look in awe as she does her little pirouette. She winked at me and sent a kiss of fairy dust. I sneeze before I lose my focus. I sat up and had to cover my eyes from the glare of sunlight from my open windows. I touched my face and trailed a finger on my cheek. I can still feel the wetness from my tears. I looked at myself and see that I am wearing my pajamas. I sighed in relief as I realized that everything is just a dream, a nightmare. I smiled and got off my bed. It's my habit to always fix it before going down to breakfast, so I fixed the pillows first and I'm on the process of folding my blanket when I saw a ball of fur on it. I reached and hold it and thought of how I hold on to Johan's fur just before I lose my focus. Did it happen? I am still asking myself that question as I walk down the school corridors. The hallway is filled with noises of boys hooting, girls giggling, and the low murmur of teachers as they talk to each other. It's funny that I feel like everyone's familiar, but everything's foreign. The bell rang in an instinct. I walk inside the room I feel familiar. 
everyone's eyes are on me. Consciously, I look down my feet and stare at my shoes as I take the chair on the back. Just as my butt made contact with the chair, a feminine voice uttered. Nice to see you, not crying Don. I still... No one ever calls me this, aside from... I look at the person behind me and gasp in surprise. Ch Chaska? She smiled and nodded her head. True. I'm so tired of hearing your scream like a lady, dude. I look at the boy who just sat beside us. Johan? I asked again in surprise. Idiotically, I asked. So it happened? We don't know for sure, Johan replied. Why don't you ask her? Cheska said, pointing to the tree outside the window. There, I saw the fairies flying around laughing. My eyes focused on the one sitting on the biggest branch. A pink fairy with bright golden hair smiling and waving at me. I feel my mouth hang open as she winked and sent me a flying kiss. Oh no, not again. I hear my friends say before I lose my focus. If you like this story, click the subscribe button for you to be updated with our weekly episodes. You can follow us also on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Instagram account. Just search for Weaver of Tales Podcast. For story submissions, send an email to weaveroftalespodcast at gmail.com and I appreciate it if you'd send us your questions, feedback, or suggestions by sending us a voice message through the link of voice message on this episode. Have a good night!